This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Trudeau government unveiled its latest budget on Tuesday and revealed that it plans to push back plans to balance the budget and is projecting deficits until the year 2028. A Bloc Québécois MP said in the House of Commons that it was worth violating the free speech rights of Canadians with Bill C-11 if it means that content made in Quebec gets promoted online. Albertans concerned with Elections Alberta use of electronic voting machines in the upcoming provincial election have retained legal counsel. Hello Canada, it's Wednesday, March 29th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel, filling in for Anthony Fury. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland unveiled the budget Tuesday, confirming prior media leaks that the government would expand dental care, offer a grocery rebate, and protect Canadians against predatory lending. Ottawa also ditched its projection to balance the budget within five years within the next fiscal year, predicting a $40.1 billion deficit. That deficit is expected to drop to $14 billion by 2028. In total, the Liberals have pledged a whopping $497 billion in this year's budget, which Finance Minister Christy Freeland has called a fiscally responsible move. The government's budget includes $22.2 billion over five years for healthcare transfers to the provinces, and another $7.3 billion for a universal dental care plan. Plus, the budget included new spending on major green programs, including $21 billion on a variety of tax credits to incentivize sustainability projects. Lindsay, I'm personally not surprised to see that the federal government is pushing back its deficit. Now we're predicting a $40.1 billion deficit, and they're saying that it'll drop to $14 billion by 2028. I'm not overly confident that we're going to see it drop by that much, within the next five years. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people would look at this and say, this is generational injustice, because when you do this, when you just kick the can down the road and keep accumulating debt for later generations to pay off, you're just pushing the problem onto someone else, onto our children and grandchildren, really. That's a really good point. And I think that Canadians, especially young Canadians looking to buy homes right now, are really feeling the impact of the inflationary crisis that we're in the middle of. There are some good things in the budget here. As I mentioned yesterday, I do like to see the money for the healthcare transfers. I think that's needed. I think it would be hard to argue that we should just leave our healthcare systems alone. And I know here in Alberta, the province is also investing in its healthcare system. So hopefully we'll see some adjustments there, some better service. But again, I think that the things like a $21 billion for tax credits to incentivize sustainability projects, I just don't think that's necessary. Businesses can afford to pay for those things themselves. They don't need the tax credits. Let's start helping out regular Canadians here. What did you like that you saw in the budget and what did you think was a waste of money? Well, you know, when I looked at the budget, I thought, here are some easy ways to just save some money. You go to the section, fighting systemic racism, discrimination, and hate. Right. 
85 million dollars over four years to launch Canada's new anti-racism strategy. I mean, you can just scrap that. Save the 85 million dollars. These are just ideological programs that the Liberal government has implemented to basically spread their ideas. So just, you know, 200 million to establish the black-led philanthropic endowment fund. I mean, I know that these kinds of programs with a racial preference are right now protected in the charter because they're seen as advancing like previously discriminated against groups. But I think one day we will come to see these programs that are that only focus on one race. I think we will come to see them as discriminatory. Right now they are, you know, handing out millions and hundreds of millions of dollars to specific racial groups, which could in the future be seen as discriminatory. No, that absolutely makes sense. And I do agree with you. I think it's Candace Owens who says the best way to know if something is discriminatory is to replace the race with the word white. And if you would be offended at that point, then you should probably know that it's discriminatory. So federal government is spending money on this, but we have a whopping amount of federal debt. We're looking at $1,220.8 trillion in federal debt in the coming year. It's just an incredible amount of money that we're spending. It's absolutely not sustainable. And as I mentioned, Canadians are really feeling the amount of debt that we have right now and it's hurting everybody. I think that should be our priority right now, even if it means things are a little tougher. We don't have as many federal credits or benefits. That's fine with me. Let's pay back this debt. Let's get our country back on track. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Bloc Québécois MP Adriana LaRouche said in the House of Commons on Monday, that it was worth violating the free speech rights of Canadians with Bill C-11 if it means that content made in Quebec gets promoted online. Here's what that sounded like. If violating freedom of expression means ensuring that Quebec content is well represented online, well, then that's worth it. Bill C-11 is close to being passed into law. The bill, which updates Canada's Broadcasting Act, will subject digital content creators to regulation by the Canadian Radio-Television Telecommunications Commission, the CRTC. Under the law, social media giants will be required to promote loosely defined Canadian content to users. Earlier this month, the federal government rejected amendments from the Senate, which would protect content posted online by ordinary Canadians from government regulation. According to Senator Paula Simons, the senator behind the amendments to the bill, passing C-11 in its current form could be a disaster for the Liberal government. The Bloc Québécois has supported the Liberal government's push to get the bill passed into law. So, Rachel, we've seen a lot of prominent Canadians um, speaking out against Bill C-11, Americans too, but uh, we've seen novelist Margaret Atwood, Jordan Peterson, Conrad Black, they are sounding the alarm about C-11 and what it means for content creators and just people who browse social media. Do we need to be worried here? I think we absolutely need to be worried. Nobody likes this bill except for the Liberal government is pushing it forward. As you mentioned, there's been so many warnings about it. 
Even the U.S. Trade Representative and Ambassador, Catherine Tay, told the federal government that she's concerned about the bill. The U.S. government thinks it's going to discriminate against American businesses, so this is becoming a potentially international embarrassment for us. Federal government needs to wake up. Typically, I would say we don't have a lot of luck with the federal government when people, Canadians, average Canadians, are upset about something that they're pushing forward. They don't listen. But in this case, because it now has international eyes on this bill, I think if we kind of keep putting that pressure forward and if the Liberal government is feeling that embarrassment, there's a chance they would be more willing to maybe amend this bill, maybe pull it back a little bit, rein it in because it is becoming so problematic for them. But at this point, it's close to passing. They seem so intent on making this law. I think Canadians need to be worried. I think they need to learn how to protect themselves on the internet and make sure that they can still research the things and find the news sites they like to watch without interference from Ottawa. Right, and you know, I want to support Canadian content, I would say. I want to support Canadians. But what worries me about C11 is, you know, let's say they're going to toy with my YouTube recommendations, which is what they are trying to do. And they want to put more Canadians on my front page of YouTube so that I'll click on those videos. Well, I know that what they want to show on my YouTube recommendations is just going to be leftist. It's going to be leftist Canadian content. It's not going to have heterodoxy. There's not going to be a diversity of viewpoints and opinions that I'm looking for. It's going to be the the hand-picked leftist kind of content. Lindsay, I think that's an excellent point and that's the most concerning thing about this bill is the Liberal government is going to have the power to hand-pick the content that Canadians are viewing. That's why, you know, more conservative-leaning Canadians like Jordan Peterson, like Conrad Black are coming out and speaking against this bill. And it's also very concerning for new media who is typically weighted lower down in Google algorithms and other search browser algorithms to begin with. It can be a little harder for Canadians to find content from True North, The Counter Signal, Rebel News, websites like these. And now we're only going to be deranked even further. It's going to be harder for Canadians to find us. They're going to have to really search us out. And then Canadians that haven't already heard about us, if we're not on their radar, I'm worried they'll never hear about us at all. In fact, True North is very worried about this issue, and that's why we're fundraising right now to try to reach $100,000 to really investigate this problem and figure out what we can do to make sure that we're still coming up in Canadian search algorithms. If you're so inclined, if you're able, if you're feeling passionate about this issue, please visit donate.tnc.news and help us to reach our goal of $100,000 in fundraising by the end of March. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Moving into our next story here. The integrity of Alberta's use of electronic voting machines is being questioned by a number of residents in Alberta. Alberta litigator... Leighton Gray of Greywalk Spencer LLP sent a letter to Elections Alberta on Monday, saying he represents many residents concerned with ensuring the integrity of the province's 29th election. Gray says he's become aware that Elections Alberta intends to enable machine tabulator counting in the upcoming provincial election. The letter argues that the Alberta Election Act clearly intends for, quote, witness hand counting of ballots. The next Alberta election is scheduled to be held on May 29, 2023. Lindsay, this is a really interesting story for me. I've actually been hearing Albertans complain about 
the use of electronic voting machines in the last couple of weeks. And I didn't know if anything was going to come up, but this is the thing that I love about Alberta is if they're upset about something, you're going to hear about it and they're going to take action. And so clearly a bunch of Albertans who felt passionate about this issue decided to retain legal counsel and actually look into it and put some pressure on Elections Alberta to not use these vote tabulators. And if they are going to use them, they've asked for parameters to be put in place to ensure that the ballots aren't immediately destroyed so that they can do a recount by hand later on if they feel the vote is amiss or a bit suspicious. Well, Rachel, I learned from your article that in the Calgary municipal elections, the results couldn't be appealed because the ballots were machine counted and then immediately destroyed. I honestly find that unbelievable, like illegal. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I have actually been hearing about the Calgary municipal election results and people have complained about them to me quite a bit in the year that I've lived in Alberta. And when I was looking through the story and when I was reading the letter, it all kind of matched up to me and I understood people's frustrations. Obviously, we can't have a situation where that's happening. And vote tabulator is just one of those things where Albertan citizens, Canadian citizens as a whole need to have absolute confidence in their elections. We don't want a situation where what we're seeing in the States where honestly, millions of Americans don't believe the results of their elections. And it's just such an easy win to say, you know what, we're going to count the ballots by hand to make sure that everyone's at peace. Alberta really isn't that big of a place. Only a small percentage of people even turn up to vote. It's definitely doable to count by hand. If they're going to do it anywhere, they could absolutely do it here. And I mean, look at the 2020 U.S. election. I'm sure you're familiar with this story, Lindsay, but former President Donald Trump has been relentless in his attacks of electronic voting equipment since losing that election. He's argued that Dominion, a Canadian software company that's widely used in the U.S., tampered with millions of electronic ballots. Now, of course, we know that in recent weeks, Dominion has filed a defamation lawsuit against media companies like Fox News and also Trump lawyers. And they're saying, quote, lies and misinformation have severely damaged our company and diminished the credibility of U.S. elections. And they're not wrong. I'm not saying that Trump was absolutely lying. I'm going to let that be decided in courts. But we do know that the integrity of U.S. elections has been diminished. And we don't want to see that over here in Alberta. I think it would just be so simple to count the ballots by hand. Yeah, and maybe this is just a little side point, but I've worked on election days before. You know, it's a, it's a one-day gig for the most part. And you you count the ballots by hand at the end of the night, and you have multiple people, you know, at each poll, at each table, looking around the ballots, and you're all, you know, verbally communicating with each other what the vote was, putting them into piles, double-checking. So um, even though, you know, basically anyone can be an election worker, it, there is... I think enough oversight in that part. And, um, you know, the, the one day gig of, of working the polls and then doing the counting and all that, a lot of, you know, seniors get to make a little bit of extra money that day. So maybe there's also an argument that, uh, this is just another case of machines taking, taking jobs. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. I also worked at the polls in the 2015 election, and it was actually really good money for a university student at that time. And it was super fun. Great experience. Okay, everyone, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget to check in at tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media. You can do that over at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.